Forgotten Flicks episode. Oh, let's see. Hold on. Subtract the four. Divide by. Yeah, 76. Tremors. 1990. Okay, here's the plan. We're going to stop. Ride like hell. Tonight, we'll keep right on going. We'll walk the horses. That is the plan. I mean, God damn. What the hell are those things? How could they bury a whole station wagon? Why would they do it? Walker wouldn't know it's decent horse. He must Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, where you're more than welcome to whip out your worm and play with it. I am Joel, and joined, as always, by a guy who knows all about doing the worm, because he was actually working on his uh, graduate uh, thesis when breakdancing was in vogue. Jason. Broke into the wrong goddamn red room, didn't you, bastards? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I read somebody's comment on that scene where where Bert unloads on it was that this may be the only horror movie in history where the gun the gun nut it, it like is actually like useful and portrayed as like the kind of a hero. Well, that was helpful. Yeah, that was helpful. <laughs> and of course, this is episode seventy six of the Forgotten Books podcast. Where, um, if you don't like spoilers, you might just want to unsubscribe and delete us from your iPod. <laughs> uh, we are joined tonight. We have a special guest. A lovely... Bacon? Oh, well, better than that. Much, much better than feathered hair guy. His hair was kind of freaking me out in this movie. We'll get into that. Dave Becker from... Okay, hold on. Let me catch my breath. DVD Infatuation. Horror Palace Network. Land of the Cruise Podcast. What else? <laughs> I think you got it. Okay. 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 <laughs> and Dave has joined us. He has given us his presence tonight because, quite frankly, we like to do this from time to time, have somebody on so we don't sound quite, you know, as, well, actually, we'll sound even dumber. So, because when Dave starts talking, we're just going to shut up and listen because <laughs> he knows a lot more about this stuff than we do. So, Dave, <clears throat> how the hell are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm so happy to be back here. Excellent. I had such a great time with uh, doing the thing last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. That Is that the last time you were on? on? That was the last time, eh? October. Wow. No crap, October, really? Yeah. Some reason yep. I thought you were on since then. Whoops. 
No, that's how fast time goes. I know what you mean. It does not seem. That oh my long. God! Oh, I mean, I know you and I talked yep. like you know offline a few times. So maybe I was just yes. you know. Uh, oh, I, I recorded those too, but that was just for myself. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Creepy. So that's why things are popping up on the internet? Yeah, that's right. Things are always popping on the internet. <laughs> so yes, Dave. Seriously, we are very happy to have you here because honestly, it's like having a human film encyclopedia you know it, it, it's like i like to you know I go through life like hey i know a lot about movies and then i talk to dave becker and i'm like humble time it's like <laughs> I'm gonna it's eat like a stump it's like stump the movie schwab yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have a slice of humble pie and his name is dave becker <laughs> oh i appreciate that but you guys are you guys know your stuff i've been listening for a well, while you guys your stuff. yeah you, you i guess i guess it's 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 you, we have. I feel like we have depth in like very specific areas. You have breadth and depth in like pretty much every area, which because I, I remember one time, maybe either during the thing or when we were offline one time, you started talking about, um, you know, other genres of movies, you know, besides like horror and <laughs> and, and a couple other ones that I'm familiar with, and uh, and they were like classic films, and I'm familiar with a lot of classic films, but probably in the you know, the AFI's, you know, list of a hundred <laughs> kind of way. And, you know, you were like, oh yeah, and such and such, you're making all these connections. I think it was Westerns. I think that's what it was. I think we had gotten into like a Western area, which is a weak spot for me. And, and I just was like, oh my God, that is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that, but that does come with uh, ADD. I actually have a prescription for medication for that one. <laughs> so that's, okay. that is not a good excuse. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what were we talking about? Is this a, we're not doing movies anymore, are we? This is about squirrel. What? Squirrel. Huh? What? Shiny object. <laughs> so, yes, gentlemen, we are doing tremors. So, would you like to get to the trailer? Oh, oh yes. Because I know everybody's listening. <laughs> We'd really like for us to get to the friggin' trailer. All right. And now the trailer for Tremors. Perfection. A scorched outpost in the middle of nowhere. You know how close I am to leaving this place right now? How close? Maybe that's why Val and Earl decided to leave town. That's Edgar Deans. They just picked the wrong day to do it. Jeez. You guys better get the hell out of here. There's a killer on the loose. Who could be doing it? Is that a snake? I'll give you boys five dollars for this. Twenty. That's how they get you. They're under the ground. What the hell are those things? How could they eat a whole station wagon? But where do they come from? I vote for outer space. No way these are local boys. You see, they're headed right for us. No Richter scale can measure it. They're coming! No scientist can explain it. Bert, they're under the ground! You didn't get penetration even with the alpha gun. Run, run! And no one knows what to call it. Mega worms or suckers or... Or suckwoods. Now, this valley is just one long smorgasbord. Now, it's up to Val and Earl to save the world. That's one big mother. Who died and made you, Einstein? And they know just what to do. Flip for it. Damn. Kevin Bacon. Fred Ward. 
JV. You may know me from such podcasts as JV Mail, About 12 Minutes, and the video game Journey Down Chapter 1. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at... Uh, <clears throat> Joel... Uh, this is where you uh, tell the audience where they can find the film. Yes, thank you. Thank you, JV. We they- now return oh, you to um, Forgotten Flicks. Only at ForgottenFlicks.com. Remember, that's Flicks with an X. Already in progress. Yes, it's D- <laughs> it's DVD on Netflix is where I obtained it, and I'm. <laughs> Oh, although my favorite was the YouTube version that someone had segmented out that was not subtitled in Russian, not dubbed into Russian, but they would say a line, and they, I'm assuming it was Russian, by the way. <laughs> it, 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 it was like, you know, the, one of the characters would be like, you know, what are we going to do now? <laughs> like, like the scariest ass sounding, like... Like I haven't seen, I haven't seen Hostel, but it's sort of, and I know that you know it's in that sort of Eastern Bloc sort of arena, right? Yeah, right. It's just that sort of voice, like you just, wow. yeah. It was a little distracting, so yes, Netflix has it if you have Netflix, or your local mom and pop video store, which I am convinced, which I am convinced will have a resurgence. That would be nice, actually. You know, we still have like a blockbuster down the road from us. Still there? Really? Mm-hmm. A store? An Not actual? Like a nope. A box? store. Wow. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Yep. That's pretty. Good. They still exist. Well, because it's sort of like I think of it like the independent record store, independent bookstore. Now I don't know how licensing and things of that nature would work out, but I I, I don't know. I could see it. I could see somebody just. Um, I don't know. Knock yourself out. Uh, hey, that would that would. I'm going to buy up all the VHS tapes from Goodwill, and I'm going to open up a VHS (laughs) video store. (laughs) Man, when I I was growing up, we had six of them within about a three-mile radius. They were the the Starbucks of our day, weren't they? They were the... Yeah, they were. They were, and they they had, uh, I mean, the mom-and-pop ones, they had one that had... All the movies had Mean Streets and uh, Midnight Cowboy. All the ones none of the other places had. Mm-hmm. I used to go there. I'd go there a couple times a week, and then a blockbuster opens up the road, and slowly all, all the little ones close except for one in the shopping center right across the street from the blockbuster. That one held on for about six months, and then a quote unquote fire <gasps> wiped out their inventory. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and Blockbuster was the Walmart. <laughs> Of the yeah. video, yeah, they were. <laughs> they really were. No, oh, ain't karma a bitch blockbuster? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The good old days. I also remember. I don't know if yours did this, but they would uh, either give posters. Well, ours, a lot of ours just gave the posters away, and they would mm-hmm. always have this, you know, box or bin of them, you know, rolled up, and somebody scribbled the name of the uh, the movie title. I still have like four or five of the ones that I 
swiped from, well, I didn't say swiped because it gave them to us, but from the video store, the, I think I still have Howling Six, The Freaks. I had Ma- uh, Maniac Cop for a long time. I don't know if I still have that one. Uh, actually, it may have been I, Maniac uh, Cop I, 2, now that I think about it. It may have been Maniac Cop I have, 2. I go back maybe a little far. I got, I got Year of the Dragon. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Geez, I got one. I don't even know why I got a punchline with uh, was it Sally Tom, Field? Was it Tom, Tom Hanks? Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 movie where it was like, wait, that. why isn't Tom Hanks actually funny in a movie where he's supposed to be a comedian? This is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, those were the days. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Blockbuster, I think they would sell them. I mean, the, you know, the yeah. smaller places would give them away. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, Blockbuster kind of, I guess, caught on when the same people are coming, oh, my God, they, this one, they got that one. I say, hey, wait a minute, we'll make a little money off yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, uh We we had for the longest time, even through uh, when I was mostly in high school, we had one called Movie Warehouse. And they were a bit of a chain, but they weren't a Blockbuster-type chain. And they would they would give them away and, you know, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, the good old <laughs> Dems was the days. So this is actually a good film to talk about with that because one of the things I remember about this movie is I, I did not see it in the theaters when it came out in 1990. Um, it actually came out in January 1990. But I remember watching the hell out of it in VHS. Uh, bought it. I don't remember where we bought it. Probably got it at like Target or Walmart or something. But um, I remember watching the hell out of it. And if you read some of the trivia about this, it actually tripled its theater intake with VHS rentals and sales. Hmm. So it it did a, a gangbusters in the in the rental and purchase when it didn't do as well in the theater. It's funny you mention that cuz I didn't see it in the theater uh either. I was in college actually at this point and I remember the the I was in the communications department uh, we we're doing well radio TV film and the one girl who was the president of the they called it like an organization. They they had they formed the whole thing into like this group. Uh, she had it hanging on the wall in her office, and I remember seeing. It. I said, "Wow, that looks pretty interesting." I have mm-hmm. to check that out. So I bought the video, and that was back. I think they were still like nineteen dollars. Oh yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I mean, we we had VCR. We've had it since the early '80s, and we bought the biggest thing was when Raiders of the Lost Ark came to video. Goddamn pan and scan. And we paid eighty nine ninety five for the day. <laughs> The very first video my dad ever bought when we bought our VCR was Raiders of the Lost Ark and G.I. Joe Countdown for Zartan. <laughs> I still have both of them. Wow. Yep, still got both of them. And they work. Oh, nice. First one I first one we ever bought was Holy Moses. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was and it was there was a year out of the theater, I think, at that point, or wow. two years, something like that. Yeah, I remember being blown away because I worked at Blockbuster for a very, very short period of time. And even then, this is like in the the not late nineties, pushing into the late nineties, and it was like they were still like when they bought the you know they sold the movies to the uh, the rental house like to replace them and things. It was like eighty ninety bucks still. They were, yeah, it was crazy. They were, man. they were. I mean, the first VCR we bought, and it was a two piece. Um, you know, there was one that you could take off and attach a camera to it. But the first one we bought was uh, $1,800 or something like that. My father always had to get the new technology when it first came out, which means he paid through the nose for mm-hmm. it every time he got it. I mean, I think it was 80 or 81. He had a tape deck in the car, mm. which at the time was a little unusual. You know, no one else really had it. He always had to get the new technology. And sure enough, he did. And I think 
we got it. I, I remember getting the VCR and I was just so amazed, you know, being so in the movies. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, we got, and we had gotten cable the year before. I'm like, I can actually own a movie. <laughs> I can actually own a movie and watch it whenever yeah. I want. I don't have to wait for it to play here or there. Yeah. <laughs> it was incredible. It was really something. I started, I was taping everything. I even still have some of those things. I have a, my mother used to tape these exercise shows and I kept the tape because it had a commercial for, uh, you know, coming soon, Ronnie mm -hmm. Dangerfield and easy money. That's awesome. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So I, I actually, I actually got two hours of these damn early eighties exercise tapes for, for, I think it was even a 15 second commercial. I don't even think it was a full 30, <laughs> but man, I was, I was just so amazed. It's like, wow, this, this is, you know, it, it's nowadays people can't even think of it, that there yeah. was a time when you just had to wait. Yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't like, it no, was, it really wasn't, uh, you know, generations ago back in the thirties and forties. I mean, this was literally, I remember when VHS and beta and laser disc were all new and my dad had, been over in Japan for about a year, and he he brought home a state of the art, brand new v, uh, VCR that you couldn't even get in the states yet, and it was just like right. the coolest high tech thing ever. Yeah, <laughs> it was a top loader, the one that you pushed yep. and it opened up on top, and you slid <laughs> it in. Was, and... That was our first one too. I mean, we probably got it after you guys did, but yeah, we that that was the one we had that they had like comes up, and uh, yep. they were incredible. Yep. I think the first two we had were that, and then then as soon as you realize you could put. You could hook two together and copy the stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you, well, you were doing the video production thing at that time period because that's when I was in high school in the early 90s. Did you edit, mm -hmm. did you edit deck to deck? Um, yeah, I, I could do that. I mean, when uh, I we, we did when I was all of our short films, all of our short films, that's how we did it. Oh, what a effing nightmare. You people with your, your nonlinear systems, you don't know how mm -hmm. good you got it. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. We, we had, we, we had an editing system then. It was awesome. I had, when I was in, in college, they had an editing suite, like an offline and mm -hmm. online editing suite. Oh wow! I got to know that equipment really good, and I got to, I got to I got to know the janitor pretty well. I would show up. I mean, my first class was maybe nine in the morning. I would show up at five a.m. with videotapes mm -hmm. and just edit and just throw them in there, and, and you know, mm -hmm. take movies and move scenes around and mm -hmm. and make music videos from the movie. I did one for Stand by Me for the mm -hmm. Long Riders, and and all oh, it was. I loved it. That's I, cool. I loved that. That was just yeah. that was a great. Time. See, our our high school was apparently not nearly as fancy as your college, because we had two SVHS decks. Uh, you had the little jog shuttle. Remember the little wheel you turn with mm -hmm. your finger. And right. I remember we did a, uh, a. It was like seven or eight minute long short film, which doesn't sound that big a deal <clears throat> until you realize that when you're editing this way, God help you, if you get too far into it, you know, shot to shot and realize mm -hmm. that there's a mistake or realize uh, that, <laughs> you know, there's a pacing issue because then you have to go all the way back to where that mistake is, erase everything and rebuild. You couldn't just insert like, you know, now with, you know, on a computer, you just you pop it in, no big remove. It's just, you know, it, no big deal. But then, oh my God. And then uh, you was, had to get the cut yeah. just right. Cause you get that rolling like red, you know, effect up the up the screen the noise the mm -hmm. video noise oh my god uh it, but it's it was uh me and my friend i was on a, on, a, on a deck hockey team back then and his brother recorded every game he you know he videotaped every game for us so we were putting together like this commemorative video and like all the sports teams do after every season and then they'll sell them well we were doing one for our team and i we reserved time it was the summer and we reserved time in the on the uh in the editing suite 
you know, with the, uh, with the professor, he said, you know, if you ever need it, just give me a call. So we reserved it and we said, okay, we showed up one day at five o'clock. You know, when I got done work, we showed up at five o'clock in the afternoon and they kicked us out at 2 a.m. <laughs> and we got seven minutes done. In those wow. seven hours, we got, <laughs> or nine hours, yeah. we got seven minutes done because we're putting graphics. Yeah. We're doing the audio. It's not sounding right. We look for a different song to put over it. But you get into it, and you don't realize that time oh, yeah. does fly. Yep, absolutely. And and, and honestly, guys, I got to be honest with you. That was my favorite part of Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> for, for everybody listening, yes, we do know we're supposed to be talking about Tremors, but you know what? <laughs> we're changing the name. This is yeah. no longer forgotten. Flicks. This is the ADD Lovers uh, Podcast. <laughs> ADD go. Movie that, Lovers that, Podcast. This is why I know. This is why I go off in many directions because I can't. Uh, I have a hard time focusing. I just, I just say there's things. I was like, I could keep going with this because I had some other things about some video cameras. I used to, I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't. No, it's a good idea. Rain it in. Rain yeah, it in. I know. God. All right. So, Tremors. Um, apparently, I'm the only one who's a real fan because I did see it in the theater. And apparently yeah. I'm the only person who did because I don't think it did really great. As Jason, was, to Jason's point earlier. And, uh, yeah, I, at the time as a kid, you know, I loved this movie. Um, I went with my dad and it was, uh, it was right around, I want to say this came out cause this came out 90. So, and you said it was January was the release. Yeah, it came out in January. So yeah. this was, this was put in the dumping grounds. Huh? That sucks. Um, yeah. cause I definitely think this is superior to what January fair typically has been historically, which, you know, definitely, definitely the, the dumping grounds of, uh, Hollywood. But, that was right after the abyss because for some reason I always equate those two together because I think the abyss came out the summer of 89, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, in my head, like for some reason the abyss and tremors, that time frame, I always put them together as having gone to see them with my old man. So yeah, as a kid, I love this movie. Um, I had seen it not that long ago, like maybe five years or so ago, give or take. Um, and, and I remembered enjoying it. You know, then and so and then we watched it, you know, this time for the show and I'll just get it out of the way now. Um, I really love this movie. It's it's like anything else when you've seen it, a you know, gajillion times. And as a kid, I did like you guys, I had the videos. I'd watch it over and over again. And I feel like with a lot of these movies, you obviously you don't get to enjoy them with those fresh eyes and, and, and you're not enjoying them from the perspective of somebody who is just first getting the story or first seeing whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's one of those movies that just, for me, gives me kind of that, just that, it's just like a friend. Like, you just have it on in the background, and it's just like, like a, a comfortable, mm-hmm. like a comfortable old suit. Yeah, and not in exactly. like, a, not in the way that we've talked about some movies that are actually, we acknowledge they're crap, but no, we still love right. them. It's actually, I think it's a really well done movie. I mean, it's, you know, a, what it's meant to be. It's this low budge feeling creature well, feature monster movie, you know? For, and it's, for those, uh, for those who haven't seen it, would you uh, like for me to maybe... Oh, over kind of oh. what it's about. Um, yeah, we never did do the synopsis, do we? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is, I was just letting the this whole is the, wait, wait, wait. run. This is the memento episode <laughs> of Forgotten Flicks. <laughs> yeah, right. We're going to end with the synopsis. We were... <laughs> um, yes. Um, <laughs> so, to JV's point, I will spoil... Uh, this movie, or we will all spoil this movie by talking about it, because uh, uh, there are definitely some things that when you first start watching the movie, if you've never seen it, uh, there there sort of are some twists to it that um, uh, you have to kind of follow down the path. Nothing major, but just to be aware. Like, like they're just, under the ground, Jason, like that? Should you? Don't do that. I think they come from the sky. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, Theory. These ain't local um, boys. <laughs> so uh, this is basically the story of two local boys living in Perfection, Nevada, which is this desert town in the middle of a desert, sand, valley, nothing living, um, starring Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. And they play Valentine and Earl, or Val and Earl, and they're, they're two buddies that live in this town. And it's uh, also the story of this uh, geologist, uh, seismologist girl that's out there studying the valley and the seismic uh, activity. Um, her name is Rhonda and played by Finn Carter. And so they, as the movie starts, kind of come across some very strange occurrences happening around town. And as they're driving out to uh, meet up with Rhonda, they, they see some things, including uh, dead hobo up on a, on a uh, uh, electric wire mm-hmm. tower. But let's be honest. Let's be honest. Is that really that abnormal? Um, you know, the town I grew up in, we had three. So I mean, I watched this. I'm thinking, whatever. And you were related to like two of them, right? <laughs> I was. Yeah, my family looks like that. By the way, did you recognize him? I, well, I only beca- I admit it. I saw it on IMDb Looked that he up. he was one okay. of the uh, guys in Pee Wee, right? Yeah, he was one of the hobos in Pee Wee. Yep. Um, and I love it that that guy that they found at the top of the tower, he. Basically, they determined he had died of dehydration because he had been up on that tower with a rifle for, they estimated, three or four days possibly. The actor's name – well, the, the character's name was Edgar because they made fun of him being a drunk and thought he just climbed up there and found him dead. The actor's name is Sunshine Parker, and I just think that's awesome because he looks so not like a sunshine, but no. – and I liked. I thought it was. I looked him up on IMDb also, and and he was in Any Which Way You Can. Oh yeah, yes, Clint Eastwood. Eastwood. <laughs> the sequel to Any Which Way But Loose, and he's yes. listed as old conjure at motel who flashed Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Buck Flowers. If you look up any of his characters. Oh yeah, well yeah, they're always like drunk, <laughs> yes. belligerent drunk, happy drunk, homeless drunk, guy drunk. at gas station. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, so so basically, all these strange things are happening, and they come to find out that it it is uh, this prehistoric kind of giant worm type creature that lives underground. That they come up with the name of graboids because the creatures are these dune-like kind of sandworms that, when they open their mouths, have these little snake-like creatures that come out and can grab you and suck you under the sand. So the rest of the movie is spent uh, with uh, our three hero or two heroes and heroine trying to help the rest of the town folk escape um, out of the town and, and get away from where these these guys are. And uh, I'm sure we'll cover the ending soon, but uh, I'll leave it at that for the synopsis. Well, That's I, pretty much the main story. Of I have it. a quick question for both of you. Do you think when uh, Reba McIntyre's character says to her husband, damn, Bert, you didn't even get penetration with the elephant gun? Was that meant to be a metaphor <laughs> or... <laughs> <laughs> was that like a euphemism? I never ever thought of it before until you just. Said I'm just curious. Maybe it's the way you phrased it. I'm just but... saying that you, you, you damn Bert, it didn't even get penetration with the elephant gun. I think that's actually more a knock on Reba's character, but <laughs> which, is, which is a good point. Um, the thing I'd like to point out is two of my favorite characters in this movie are Bert and Heather, the Gummers. Yes. I always thought they were the Gunners, but um, it's Michael Gross. He was in uh, Family Ties. He was the dad in Family Ties. And Reba McIntyre, who's uh, a famous um, 
country singer, but this was she's also kind of gone on to do more movies of a few, but this was her first mm-hmm. uh, real acting gig, and they play basically the um, separatist survivalist survivalist yep. living in their bomb shelter basements. <clears throat> you can pry my collection of five hundred Uzis from my cold dead hands. Well, you know, what? make fun of them if you will. <laughs> I'd I'd want them in my town if that shit went. Down. Uh, it, they 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 were my favorite characters oh, too. Yeah. And I don't know if we're gonna get. Uh, let's finish the synopsis. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get off on another tangent. Here. So uh, so they're in it. Uh, the town teenager is part of it. There's a mom and her daughter, which I want to. Um, those are actually played by. Did you catch who the girl was? Yes. The first, I thought the mom was mm-hmm. the. You know, um, the one that we've covered in so many. D Wallace. Yes, I yeah, thought she looks Wall- like D. Wallace. Yeah, uh, how's that look? Yep. Yeah, the it's uh, Ariana Richards, right? She was in Jurassic Park. Yeah, she yep. was the, the from Jurassic Park, but it's it's been a because you she spent a lot her, of her youth yelling, didn't she? Oh, we really yes. did, didn't she? Yeah. She has any voice left? <laughs> she, has a, she has a big mouth scream, like when she yells, yes. she's got that big gaping mouth scream. So, <laughs> yes, and then um, <laughs> I'm leaving it at that. And then, of course, uh, the shop owner who's in it for just a little bit. Um, is uh, Victor Wong, mm-hmm. uh, who's going to be in a movie that we're going to be covering coming up soon um, in Big Trouble in Little China. But uh, uh, he uh, um, is the kind of the shop guy in this, and he's very classic. You've seen him in a bunch of stuff. He was in Seven Years in Tibet. He was in Last Emperor. Um, uh, very cool character. But he, he plays in it as the shop owner, and he gets graboided from behind. Yeah, but at least he was caught by surprise as opposed to the numb nuts who thought it would be a great idea to climb into a tire. <laughs> Get yeah. off the ground. Okay. Well, technically I'm off the go. Oh my God. He knocked over my trailer. So this tire should do it. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, I fell out of my boat in the swamp. I'm going to get on a branch. That's about a foot off the water. <laughs> that should make me safe. Yeah. The, the gators <laughs> won't find me here. <laughs> He was the one guy I figured was going to get it. He just was oh, sort yeah. of blah. Well, they, yeah. did, they really didn't the try to. Thing. Yeah, they didn't really try to beef his character up enough for you to like. I don't know. Maybe he'll make it. Right. No. No. <laughs> to the point that went point, to the point. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, there we go. And who yeah. the hell was uh, the kid? The the teenager. What was his name again? Nestor. Was Nestor the kid? Oh, uh, ne- no, it was. Oh God, what? No, um, Nestor was the guy who got sucked into the tire, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who was it? I just I just watched it too. What was his? Well, uh... the, well, the kid is the brother of um, uh, Billy Jacoby or Billy Jane, the one who played um, All Balls Itch. It's a fact. Oh yeah, buddy from, from uh, just one uh, of the guys. Yep, just one of the guys. Yeah, it's his yeah. younger brother. Right. I that guy. He looks so familiar, and I'm looking he looks at like him like when his I brother. See, he, I'm like, yeah, he looks I'm a lot like, like yeah, his brother. And that's what it yeah. is. It's his brother. I, that, that's who I must be thinking of because I'm looking at him and I'm saying, geez, I, he's all right. He's been in a yeah. I've been in a few things, but I don't think anything that I would would really stand yeah. out here. That's was he an be orphan? Because who was his? Was the woman who the was he the brother of the little girl? Like they never really established that. That's a good question. He got really upset when the guy got stuck through the tire. Is that supposed to be his dad? Like, that was somebody special to him, but it, but not enough that it would have been his father. I thought it more no, like he just the, knew yeah. the guy and it bothered him to see that you know close yeah, up. Like just that could have been it. That could be the first person he actually saw killed. Uh-huh. We've seen a lot. That could have been the first he saw killed. What is it? Yeah, this kid's just living alone in the desert. Yeah, he was Melvin. weird. Melvin. Melvin. I knew Melvin, that's over there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Plug. <laughs> yep. Well, which, which other characters had the same last name? Um, 
I don't think anybody had that any, name. doesn't have all the last yeah. names. Ah, damn it. Nestor doesn't have. Okay, Miguel. well, then I'm just going to assume he had no family. They just dumped it. it they didn't even, they was, didn't even he, bother giving the guy a last name. You know he's doomed. Well, yeah. he, he was he was enough of a dumbass that I'm, I would buy that his parents were passing through perfection or like, I can't take this kid. Mm-hmm. I can't take I'll tell you what. Bathroom, go to the bathroom, okay? Mm-hmm. Just, just go in there. We'll wait, yep. you're right here. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Of course, we wouldn't leave you, Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, really, a town of 14 people um, are going to be enough economic support for an entire convenience store? I thought the same thing as I was watching. <laughs> I'm thinking, how He's the got hell? An awful lot of sodas there for 14 people. <laughs> like, if occasionally a car passed through, okay. There's one. Yeah. Oh, this soda expired in 1982. <laughs> <laughs> and don't touch the cough syrup, whatever you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, um, that kind of threw me. So there are a couple things about this that I wanted to talk about because I, um, uh, I, like I said, hadn't seen the theater, saw a lot on the small screen. Uh, I saw it, I, I, like you, I think I saw it about four four years ago or so maybe. Um, and then I had seen, I think I've seen Tremors 3. I think I've only ever seen one and two. I don't think I saw the other two because there's four of them, right? Two and three. Yeah, there's four. Um, But I put the others. The others are on Netflix Instant Play. So I put two, three, and four in my queue because I just want to go back and watch them Mm because I don't remember anything about them. But uh, this is the only one with obviously with Kevin Bacon and um, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Michael Gross. Well, no, was Michael Gross Gross in all of them? He was in all four of them. And Fred Ward was in the second one. Yeah, that's right. I think they were the only two who came back and i think in the third one um ariana richards and the mother came back i don't i haven't seen it i'm just going from chris i actually stopped after the second one as soon as i saw him walking around i'm like you gotta be kidding oh that's right weren't they the, yeah because i remember that one too that was one they had there they had these little they almost look like wind-up toys like they would yes. and yes. they're running around like chattering and they, they teeth lose, how can they, they they lose all their i mean the best thing about them in tremors is you can't see them coming yeah right you give them legs they're running after you you, you got some options yeah well, this that's true he was like this was uh, the thing i loved about this movie uh specifically even though it was it was kind of a throwback to the 50s creature features you know the yeah. absurd giant creature coming to a desert town and a small you know group trying to uh, fend it off but the thing i liked is this was sort of like a shark movie in the desert you know yeah, they yeah. were you can't mm-hmm. see them you don't know where they are any escape route basically everywhere around you it could potentially be where they are and what made it for me was the points at which the things happened that you didn't expect it or it was you know unseen and the kind of the good boo moments that were in it um you take them out of the ground and all oh, that's kind of gone so I mean, it really is now then and now they're just ugly i mean and giving them legs yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. I, I'm watching that, and it's. I saw that maybe for the first time a year and a half ago because I just love the first one so much. I, mm-hmm. I watch that all the time, and I'm like, I don't even want to know from a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, okay, I'll check out the second one, and I popped it in about a year and a half ago. I remember next to nothing about it. <laughs> wow. Right. Well, and you know, there was no, and the, the big thing for me in this one that I that was great was the creature effects. So. Yeah. The actual effects of those uh, creatures when they came up, I mentioned it in the synopsis. To me, this reminded me a lot of the movie Dune because you've got the, you know, the giant sandworms in Dune with the big gaping mouths. And obviously they're different, different um, designs, but in this one it had the very neat-looking sort of hard beak front. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you imagine mm-hmm. it pushing through and they actually do a couple camera shots of like what it would – 
look like almost going through the, the dirt underground from the point of view of the worms. But even the when they would come out of the ground and open up those those mandibles and those jaws and the little um, worms would come out. To me, that that was actually really impressive. And this, if if it hadn't had that, this could have easily fallen into the cheese realm, um, where you know it just it would have just disappeared even after the theater. So. Well, one of the things I, I did. You guys watch any of the behind the scenes stuff, even on the disc? I had watched the. I had seen it before. I didn't watch okay. it. Um, I know, saw the, the YouTube video that you you uh, sent us that had the kind of the behind yeah, the scenes of how they the did little the montage thing. I didn't see it all. Yeah, well, it was, was interesting because they went and they, they interviewed the uh, the writers and the director and some other people. And the writers originally the title was Land Shark, I believe was the really original title. Wow. I think that's what they said it was, yeah, and uh, and then yeah, because what they said was is that around the time that they they came up with the first draft, they were calling it Land Shark. I guess Saturday Night Live had a bit where oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they said once Land that Shark. happened, they're like, yeah, we need to go ahead and change that because it's not meant to be a funny movie in that sense. And of course, a lot of the creature effects were designed and and uh, spearheaded by Tom Woodruff Jr. Um, who has been involved in a lot of stuff. He was actually a protege of Stan Winston. Um, they read a really in-depth article uh, with him, and he's just a cool guy. First of all, I love his attitude. He's got this very open attitude about people, fans coming to him, asking him questions, that he you know, is very open to people you know, communicating with him and him sharing his stories and his his thoughts on, on the craft and on the industry. And he's just a real cool guy. And, and I love that his take on a lot of the things that he's done is to always treat the creatures and the monsters with a level of respect. He actually talked about one of the you know biggest cinematic influences on him was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And one of the reasons was because obviously as a kid, it's somewhat palpable. You get the monsters, but it's not too terrifying if you're a really little kid. But that the monsters, even in that, were always treated with a level of... They were they were left alone. They were left with a level of respect and a sense of reality for their, their character. Like you weren't just goofing on, they weren't played for Perhaps. laugh. Yeah. yeah. Bella Lugosi right. was, yeah, was not doing something, you know, George Hamilton esque. And, you know, you didn't have right. the, the Wolfman bumbling around and Frankenstein doing, you know, Frankenstein's monster doing something stupid. Uh, you know, that they, the creatures were treated with a level of respect. And he said that, and he actually worked on monster squad, with Stan Winston, and he was the Gill Man. He was in the suit, and that's one of the things I guess he's become known for as an effects guy. Is he does a lot of the puppetry and behind the scenes stuff. Like he was the he was Pumpkinhead. Um, he really, was, yeah, he was oh. an Alien cubed. He was the alien. He was in the suit for most of that. Um, lots of stuff. So and, and like Gill Man. He also it, played Bernie the Gorilla in Zookeeper with. Oh, Kevin James. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing us down there, buddy. That was great. Uh, so, <laughs> keeping in perspective. No, yeah, yeah. But what he talked about, and he's right because, like, with and with trimmers, I felt that that the the reason why it works, and I think that's what a lot of filmmakers miss that horror and comedy. And I would I would say this movie falls probably more in the realm of sci fi than horror. I mean, it's got some. I would agree. Yeah, you know, horror it to has, me is unknown. It has its and, moments, but yeah, yeah. And I think it comes down to, and I guess we could be getting into like a philosophical argument, uh, but. With me, it, horror is about the unknown. You know, generally yeah. speaking, it has to have a supernatural element, but it helps. But at uh, least an insinuation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, you know, for this movie, it doesn't. I mean, I, what I, one of the things I love is that they don't, they hint at where maybe these things came from. The characters address that they mm-hmm. don't know. 
but I love that we never get that. We never get the scientists right, coming in matter. to explain it. It doesn't right. freaking matter. It's just cool. And the creatures and their malevolence is treated with respect. It's not, they're not played for laughs. And I like that, that the humor in it comes from the way these characters react to the situation, but not because the, you know, the monsters are stupid. And I like that. And, you know, a lot, and I think there's a handful of movies that get that right. I mean, um, the movie scream, I think the reason why it worked was because the parts with the killer were vicious. You know, they were serious. It was, especially the ending of that movie. It's brutal. But then all, you know, it's, Things in between with the characters that are humorous. So um, same thing with this one. But then you get into some movies where, eh, you know, it just doesn't it's, work. You know, it just it's too much. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it gets to be where it's just a, a, um, a comedy of errors. You know, it's all about making fun of the monster making fun of what's going on yeah. and it just it it's it, i mean it's fun in a different way but it's not it doesn't have the same impact even mm-hmm. this i mean i want to put this up there with with big horror or sci-fi movies but it at least had some fantastic elements in common with some of those and um some good ones i mean the the, the creature effects tom woodruff jr is actually in the worm like that that um little montage you sent me mm-hmm. and it shows the guy mm-hmm. in the styrofoam worm head yeah. that's tom Woodruff jr yeah that was impressive i i was amazed by that when i when i saw it, i was like wow there's somebody just sticking that thing up out of the ground yep. like that yeah yeah that is amazing yeah it's incredible. I mean, and the blend in this one uh, one of the things that was cool about this is they um some of the scenes are actually miniatures so uh some of the scenes are puppetry work and some of them are miniature scenes of the desert and for a lot of movies, the biggest thing that throws you out of a miniature versus uh, the, the reality scene or the full-size scene is the lighting. This, it felt absolutely seamless. I mean, other than mm-hmm. the fact that a certain – a few points when the creature comes out, you can see that the sand is just a little too fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost a little too dusty. But other than that, it looks like it's really either a, gi- a guy in a puppet suit – um, or it's full size, and yeah. it doesn't even really look like it's a, a, a puppet or a, a marionette or, or a miniature in any of those scenes. So um, until I saw the making of it or that the, the montage with the special effects, it's like, oh, wow, I didn't know that was a miniature. So yeah. in that effect, it actually was very effective. So. Well, and I think that when you get into to you know to kind of back up your point about the lighting being an issue, when you watch like the behind the scenes stuff and you see, you know, from the behind the scenes video camera that's just taping yeah. in the broad daylight yeah. as they're filming. So, and of course, and yeah. of course well, it's, yeah. it's a combination of obviously the lighting, but then you get into the issue of, you know, the frame rate, like when they have the worm and they were showing the, you know, when it, from the end of the movie, when it busts through the side of the mountain right. and just the different stages of that and, and how, when you're watching it just through somebody's video camera, it, looks stupid I mean, yeah, it right. wouldn't have any effect at all but then when you obviously it's all the elements and that's what makes you know great filmmaking is yep. you know the the lighting mixed with the way it was shot mixed the with editing. the editing mixed with the music mixed with the sound effects mixed with the reaction the cutaways to the actors i mean it's all of it playing in concert of course but you know this movie could have easily gotten it wrong i think what's really fascinating about this movie is that it didn't do well. Like I just say and they got dumped in yeah. january it's sort of like i always right. uh, another movie that comes to mind is the frighteners it's probably my fa- other than Heavenly Creatures. It's probably my favorite Peter Jackson movie, and you know I love Dead Alive too, but, um, yeah. and Bad Taste to Meet the Feebles, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, and notice I didn't say Lord of the Rings. Um, <clears throat> so, but 
I, I really liked the Frighteners a lot, and it really pissed me off that they dumped it in the summer, like right after Independence Day had come out, because it's so not a summer movie. It was a great movie, and if they had put it in October like they intended, if they had you know backed it up, I think it could have done really well, but it didn't. And I think a movie like Tremors is similar; like it just kind of got dumped there. And I don't know what the reasoning was for that. Uh, but I mean, at that time period, this could have been a summer movie. Yeah, I would think no it, it. it felt like a summer movie. It totally it felt like a summer movie. Did. What, who looked at this and said, "Well, we better dump this. this is a winter, we better yeah. just dump this." this. Yeah, and uh, so that so when you look at the box office, you got to take that into account. Yeah. Obviously, that, that nobody's really looking. I mean, yep. people just don't get excited about movies at that point. Yeah, um, unless they're going to see the Oscar. You know, that's when the Oscar nominees are announced, and they're going to check those movies out. Nobody cares about anything else playing at that point. No. Who that? What executive looked at this and said, "Ah, just dump it in January. We got it. We got a stinker here." Yeah. What the hell? I know because well, it, it, this. Go ahead, Jay. And, and 1990 was was uh, you know sort of a tough summer to um, release a film. Now yeah. they 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 didn't know that going in, obviously. But you know, you look at some of the films that came out in the summer of 1990. You got Goodfellas. You know, you got Home Alone. Mm-hmm. You got um, Pretty Woman, Ghost, Hunt for Red October. So you have some films that really did well. Dances yep. with Wolves. Misery. Mm-hmm. I mean, so Home Alone came out in the summer. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, in, during uh, 1990. 1990. Okay. I was like, what the but, hell kind of stupid ass movie is that? It's a Christmas no, movie. No, no, no. <laughs> no, that was, <laughs> no, that came out. No, no. Um, that came out right before Thanksgiving. Okay, but, that makes more uh, sense. <laughs> I just mean in yeah, general yeah. the year. Uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no way yep. to see it, but still, it was a would have been a tough year if it had. Well, if it come was out. January of '90, it would actually have come out in '89. If it, you know what I'm saying? Like, they probably would have bumped it. It was, right. filmed, it was filmed in 89. Okay. So it's just um, a timing thing, maybe. It's at the end of January. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, still. yeah. It, it's still, it, it, maybe hold it if you're going to, why put, I mean, if, if you're going to push it into January, push it into the summer of 90 then. Jesus. Yeah. It just didn't make any, this, this movie, this could have done, this could have been a blockbuster, I think. Yeah. If, if, if they got behind it in any sort of way. Was this universal? Was this a universal? Yeah, I think, it I was, think right? so. Yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. And is it me or is this one of those movies? It, to me, this is one of the, is a movie that feels heavily like a Spielberg movie that wasn't directed by Spielberg, like early like eighties Spielberg more so than like post Schindler's List Spielberg. Um, you know, because there's definitely a defining line in, in his career where if you look at yeah. pre Schindler's List, literally you have Jurassic Park. Post Schindler's List, you have Lost World. I rest my case. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there there was definitely because with this, there's just a sense of like whimsy and fun to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, but yet but yet true danger. I think that's one of the things like Spielberg, again, especially earlier yeah. Spielberg got right, was a sense of real danger and real, you know, suspense. I'm not saying he's never gotten it right since then. But I think when you look at a movie like, you know, Jaws or Raiders or any obviously any of the great ones. You just, I don't know, it's like he was able to capture this innocence and this whimsy, but at the same time, you know, shit would occasionally there's get some, bloody, you know? crazy stuff happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark, it's this great action movie, yeah. all this and wild stuff happening. Melt. And <laughs> got the scene with the whip, which they actually ended up doing that, I, I think, because uh, uh, everybody had dysentery oh, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, they yeah, all yeah, gotten story, sick, yeah. and Harrison Ford said, can't I just shoot him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so they they were going to have this whole thing with yeah. the with this fight, and he just said, "Screw it, can I just shoot him?" And Spielberg yeah. goes, "All right, well, let's try it," mm-hmm. and it worked. I think it's with people. It had a good pacing to it. I mean, I I think the um, that going back to the whole connection or similarities in Spielberg, it had a very good rhythm to the film. And um, one thing we didn't really mention much is that the 
uh, director is Ron Underwood. Um, and, and I think who did the classic meet Dave, right? Yeah. (laughs) And mighty Joe young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I actually saw a, wait, wait, of Pluto Nash. Oh no no no! Maybe oh, it was, no. That's what I was thinking. I don't think he did. Do meet Dave too? Not meet Dave. No no. He did no. Adventures of Pluto. That was the Eddie Murphy one I was thinking. Adventures of, of Pluto. The, the hundred dollar Eddie Murphy movie that made two million or something in the box. It was like a hundred million dollar movie, right? Yeah, and yeah. it sat on the shelf for a few years because uh, they knew, and they're like, oh, yeah. "Wow!" I mean, it had. I think it had a, a joke in there that, um, like, Hillary Clinton was on the money, and by the time the movie came out, they weren't even in the White House anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it made it has total grossed four point four million. It yeah. was a hundred million dollar budget. Ouch! Wow. That, and then everyone wonders what happened to Eddie Murphy. You know, I mean, at the that's crazy. Now that's wait, crazy. I, no, he continued to make no. Even after that, he cranked out uh, um, uh, Haunted Mansion, uh-huh. which it was another tank. I mean, that was yes, it was. Dove Norbit. Oh, that was, I actually saw that, dude, at the theater. Really? Yes. The hell is wrong with me? And then he did Meet Dave. Uh, so the only thing that saved him in that whole period was playing Donkey in Shrek. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, probably, exactly, that's, probably, that's exactly what it is, yeah. A lot, a whole generation just knows his voice, yep. and you know, I, I, I just I keep thinking of Raw. I just oh, keep going yeah, back delirious. to Raw with Eddie yeah. Murphy and delirious, yeah. And, and when you think and of it, whole, and when you think yeah. of it, all you think of is, and in the morning I'm making waffles. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you think of when you think of Eddie Murphy in, in Raw. <sighs> Eddie Guni Gugu. <laughs> Uh, classic. It's amazing, oh. and and the look at I mean his early movies. Well, we're getting off track again. What, what? I know, what? I mean, still. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but to 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 your point, um, yeah, it, it, he, he doesn't have a mountain run under what doesn't have a mountain of fantastic movies well the, the thing his pacing in them is similar well and, and first off I, one thing i've heard about ron underwood in all seriousness and I, I to a person that's ever worked with that guy every interview i've ever seen they're always like no seriously the nicest human being i've ever met in my life like he has this reputation for being just this sincerely just sweet guy who doesn't mm-hmm. you know virtually no ego he just uber well, nice I, guy and you hit it too. Too his biggest contributions have really been in TV. Like he's done a lot of of uh, directing in television. He's done mm-hmm. Ugly Betty episodes. He was burnt, did a Burn Notice episode, Reaper, which I know you and I have talked about. I love that show. And um, uh, did he's done a bunch. So mm-hmm. he's he's been bigger in TV than he was in film. Um, but yeah, he just looks like a looks like a nice guy. Big giant kind of California Texas smile. Yeah, yeah. Just everything about the guy just seems like he's very yeah nice guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he made uh, Adventures of Blue Nash, so. In Mighty Joe Young. Which had Charlize there on it, so. Well, uh, you know. That's something. That improves virtually anything. (laughs) Even two days in the valley. Oh, pulled that one out of my ass. Wow. Do you remember that one? Do you remember that one after Pulp Fiction came out, we had like all these ridiculous knockoff wannabe movies? yep. Two days in the valley. Exactly the same formula he did, because we'll still make money off it, because it costs us a dime to make. Yep, that was the theory. <laughs> Whatever. That's all that. Uh, well, that's <laughs> that's pretty much the movie business. Some yep. something's a hit, and yeah. then, uh, everybody follows along. <laughs> Except for when it's actually good, like Inception. When they make well, a movie yeah. that's good, that's kind of intelligent, makes you think, oh, it made a bunch of money. Well, but that doesn't count. Prob- probably because you can't do that cheap. 
Oh, there is. There's that. no yeah. way you could oh, take yeah. you could take that and do it cheap and still make it any good. You know, so people wouldn't knock it off. It's like, yeah, but you still need hundred million dollars to do it. It's like, okay, well, we ain't gonna yeah, get there's that. There's a where they're like, yeah, we're gonna get that. I got a better idea. Let's spend it on another Pluto Nash movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least they. This time it'll work. Yeah. No, this time. Yeah. That's the ticket. Uh, so we're going to get into our picks now. Um, I don't know. Do you have any picks? I'm I'm pa- uh, I'm I'm delaying because I'm actually I trying to bring up the nose podcast. That's sound what card. you're Oh wait. Talking. Oh yes, the movie picks. Now we shall Out. play them. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> All right, well, D- uh, Dave, I believe as our guest, you should have the pleasure, nay, the honor, sir, of giving us your movie pick. Okay, it better kick I our ass. Be it better so. be incredible, Dave. It better All be amazing. Right, well, let's no see. pressure. Let's see. All right, I have one here. I think it's a little different from what you guys normally do. I hope it's okay. But the two main one, stars wait, 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 of the J, film. J, J, Dave, I don't mean to cut you off, buddy. Is this one yep. of them them smart thinking pictures? <laughs> no, oh, no, okay. it's, it's it's I'm just I'm just, making sure I made a connection because you know. I'm, okay, go ahead. Sorry. I made it. I made it a connection here. Okay, when, when I uh, when I was looking through and I said, oh, I realized that was oh okay. The two main stars, Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward. Each played real-life astronauts in a movie, oh. and both movies, I believe, were nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Fred Ward oh. was Gus Grissom in The Right Stuff, mm-hmm. which yeah. for me is one of the great 80s movies. I just I love that movie. I, that was my first real disappointment with the Oscars was when Terms of Endearment won Best Picture over The Right Stuff. Ugh. More so than, I, I believe it was uh, Gandhi beating E.T. or, uh, well, I guess it depends on your point of view, whether Annie Hall versus Star Wars. But um, And uh, yeah. let's see, wasn't Raiders up in... Uh, Raiders it lost was. to Chariots of Fire, right? Raiders lost to Chariots of Fire, but 83 yeah, that, that's was a bunch of bullshit right there. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm not... I'm not <laughs> yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I, I'm a, I, like, I like Chariots of Fire. I really do. I like it a lot, but Best Picture, no. I mean, I, and I yeah. don't even dislike... I mean, there are things about Terms of Endearment I think are pretty good, too, but Best Picture, no. The right stuff, Best Picture. That's oh, hands down... 83 was the first time that was when we got the, the we had the VCR and the and the video stores. I was able to watch a lot of the movies nice. before the uh, before they Oscars. And I said, OK, I know which ones I want to win. I got this. I got that. I thought, OK, Meryl Streep and Silkwood, uh, all this other stuff. And uh, the right stuff didn't win. I was so disappointed. I said, you got to be kidding me. Terms of endearment over the right stuff. <laughs> it's a fix. Um, and the best part is, and the best part is the right stuff isn't even your pick, is it? Uh, well, it, it's the right stuff. And then Kevin Bacon played uh, Jack Swigert in uh, Apollo 13. Yes, he did. So that was my pick. I just have the both. I have that these two guys both played real That's life nice. astronauts. Yep. In wow. movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. You do realize we missed an aw- awesome opportunity to play the whole Six Degrees game. We had the opportunity with Flatliners. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Bacon. We had the Flatliners. Oh, yeah, we had the go. opportunity with this one. Have we had Kevin Bacon in any other movies? Flatliners and this one, right? We never did do that Quicksilver, um, she's having a baby double feature we, we were banking on. 
<laughs> I mean, one of the great things about, you know, you always look at if, if when Kevin Bacon is like, okay, I always look to see if any, when I'm doing that uh, six degrees, I always look and say, does anybody work with Robert Altman? <laughs> yeah, he like, had about 50 stars in every movie, especially if you get something like The Player. The easiest cheat. 60 cameo. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, The Player would be an easy one. Um, the, the easy cheat, though, I think with Kevin Bacon is you hit Few Good Men because you got Cruz, Nicholson, Demi Moore. I mean, you got so yeah, many people that yeah. have worked with a good jig and other people. And there was exactly. one other movie that I think is a, always a good go. Oh, JFK. Oh, that's the other one I was oh, thinking yeah. with Kevin Bacon. Yeah, because of all the stars in that one. Yep. Um, and a lot of the old timers. I mean, if, when you go with Kevin, when you go with Kevin Bacon, and if you go the uh, A Few Good Men route with uh, Jack Nicholson. Yep. Jack Nicholson made a movie with Boris Karloff. I mean, you oh, could pretty right, much go yes, back the terror. into the twenties yeah. and thirties and connect something with him yep. just in moves. Wait, wait, and I'll do it with, to Peter Bogdanovich. I'm sure you could do it in less. So he he did uh, a few good men with Jack Nicholson, who did the terror with Boris Karloff, who did targets with Peter Bogdanovich. What's up, bitches? There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure we could do it in fewer I... moves, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i was able to get what well, i was able to get um i think uh and i used jack nicholson as a matter of fact i think it was um greta garbo to meryl street wow and i was able to get that through jack nicholson through the carloff oh nicholson. yeah yeah you gotta find uh, somebody connection garbo worked with lionel barrymore who made a movie with Lugosi, and Lugosi and Karloff made all these movies together. Mm-hmm. Nicholson, who was in, I oh, what was that, Ironweed with yeah. Meryl Streep? Yep. Yeah. Well uh, the, the, the right stuff, The right, I, I always liked the right stuff. I When I saw it when I was younger, it was, you know, kind of a, um, as a kid, it was a little bit of a slow movie. And as I saw yeah. it as I got older, I loved it. I mean, the acting oh. is so classic. But one of the, the cool things that happened to us this past year is when we had Lance Hendrickson on, and we... Uh, Jason, Jason, real quick, you know what I need to have as a, as a sound effect? Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is a good one. It's real. It is a good one. Yeah. Uh, he, he oh, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. That's he met Ed Harris uh, and worked with him first and became really great friends with him. And um, he talked to us about. So, okay, imagine if you will. We are talking to Lance Hendrickson, which about pretty much we're doing with erections in... while wetting our pants. <laughs> about being in the right stuff with ed no 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 jason jason with ed as if we know him that's what that's the best part about lance is that he was like yeah i was talking with ed and we're like um harris (laughs) 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 he says no ed herman yeah yeah Yeah, that, that was kind of awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's great. I mean, the, well, the, the right stuff had so many. Uh, you had uh, well, Dennis Quaid was in it, and um, well, Fred Ward. Obviously, we talked about him already. But uh, and then I, I loved how that movie opened. I love you know, there's a demon that lives in the air. I loved that opening. Just can, that, that can whole... I make you both horrified right here and right now on this podcast? Just absolutely horrified. What's that? I've never seen the right stuff. Well, that's something you have to correct pretty soon. <laughs> I, I, I just want to see how long I can make that silence go. Ding, 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 ding. Now, that's one you have to correct pretty soon. As a yeah. matter of fact, I think, I think in the Thing episode, I think I even made a right stuff uh, connection there. Yeah, too. I think you did, too. I yeah, and I think, we, ta- and I think now, we talked but... about it before, and, uh, and I know how much you love it, so I was like, oh, do I have the heart to tell the guy? Because <laughs> I think, like Jason, I tried watching it as a child, and much like my experience with Lady Hawk, 
it just didn't happen. Although I'm hoping if I so invest said time, because isn't right stuff like eight hours long? It's a long one. Okay. Yeah, it's, well, it's over. <laughs> it's I think eight hours. No, it's not eight hours, but I think it's three, and it's not as long as the the full cut of Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah, but yes, it's, I've oh, seen that the full cut. I used to watch it once a week for oh about six months. There, Once Upon a Time in America, the full cut. I loved that movie. It, it, it was right around, I don't know, 86, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. I would come home and I just one week, once a week, I would watch, sit and watch that. You movie. know, a movie I, I did that so with much that, was, that was probably a long and it's because it's, it's not three hour plus, but it's two hours and a half. At least I would think is Goodfellas. And if some reason in high Great. school, I watched it like every God. Damn, I mean, it was crazy. I don't know. It, I, you know, I had it in hey. my head that, you know, Ever since I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster, and <laughs> that is such a great movie. That's got such a great pre-title sequence too. Yes, it does. God, it and you don't know what a gangster. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. That is a classic. Yeah, the right stuff is three hours and thirteen minutes. Okay. Oh, well, that's nothing and for a kid. That for a kid that, that is, is something. Yeah, that, that is, is an eternity. Yes, that's probably why it felt like it. I seriously, as a child, thought it was six hours long. Six hours and twenty six hours and twenty eight minutes. And oh, 40, it's a miniseries. And forty. I actually did. I thought it was a miniseries when I was a kid. I did. I thought you it was a miniseries. Watching from the Earth to the Moon. What was that? No, one? no. Oh, oh wait, yeah, quick, wait, hold on, quick tangent. I had a good friend. I haven't talked to him in a long time, but went to high school with him. Um, he is a budding actor. Gets gets because they shot you know some of from Earth to the Moon in Florida, and got an opportunity to be in the pilot, which was directed by Mr. Tom Hanks. Okay. So, <laughs> Oh, I felt so bad for him. Um, he, I can't believe I'm sitting here mocking him. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while, so it's okay. If it's I okay, yeah. He doesn't, I'm sure he doesn't listen <laughs> to the show. Thousands of people are going to be laughing. Uh, at no, it's actually one of those typical type of things that happens in, when, you know, in a movie when you're an extra. So he gets, he was telling, he, you know, told us he showed up there. He was asked to wait in this big kind of, I want to say, I, they were shooting it at a college in Orlando, somewhere in that vicinity. Don't remember which one. And he was waiting in some kind of auditorium, you know, cafetorium type environment. And he's sitting there by himself waiting. And all of a sudden, Tom Hanks walks in. Hey, come on, come on, come on. We're getting set up, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, um, okay. <laughs> and he's walking with Tom Hanks. He said Tom Hanks like 10 feet in front of him, walking real fast. And he gets ready to go. Kind of talking, you know, back, hey, we're going to go do and trying to tell him what's happening. And so as he walk to this one area, there's a bunch of people gathered around that are observing just, you know, fans and such. And they're like start yelling and, ah. Tom Hanks, ah. and he said, and just for a moment as I'm walking through, I I just imagined it was for me, and so he, <laughs> he follow he follow he follows him in. Anyway, it was an opening scene. Um, Dan Loria was in it of the Wonder Years. Uh, Al Franken, I think, was in it. They were all like you know senators or something. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember what the the parts were, but which by the way, he said uh, Dan Loria was like the nice guy, like like sat with him at lunch and all sorts of stuff i've heard that about him even though he's an extremely intimidating looking man um and uh he said that you know he went in he was supposed to be like a page like they call him in and he brings something in puts on a desk and you know he was in you know a couple of different shots he was so jacked up is like going to be the premiere of this huge event movie right <laughs> so we gather around and everybody's watching it there's a scene you pretty much never see more than from like crotch to sternum <laughs> and, and and slightly out of focus, as I recall. So <laughs> it was like, I, I think that's him. 
<laughs> oh, somebody else's pain. So uh, good. Uh, in, in the credits, was he Crotch Boy? No, <laughs> no, he no. Crotch to sternum. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the credit I want in a movie one day. Crotch Monkey. So, yes. Not that that was a tangent that had to do with absolutely nothing. But you brought up from Earth to the Moon. So that's where I go. I did. Uh, and Apollo thirteen. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. So Jay, I bet I don't know what your pick is. <laughs> I bet you don't. Uh, I bet you don't know what mine is. <laughs> I do know what yours. No, actually, is. you don't. I've changed it. Oh, shut up! Did you really change it? <laughs> yes, I did. Go back to your original. Oh, you jag off! I was totally gonna get that movie, and then you made uh, me change it. No, go back to you your original. To go back to your God original. Go back to your original. I always go ahead and back. Go back to your original. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. You suck. Okay, so only on the weekends. <laughs> Now I am going to go back to my original. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> so one of the people that I gushed over in this movie, or, or we gushed over, uh, Tom Woodruff Jr. did the effects for um, um, Tremors. Well, wasn't the only person that did the effects. He was the main creature creator, uh, along with Alec Givens, and so they they created it. But um, those guys actually did another film, and they were the main creators of the special effects or the the creature effects in a movie that I really loved and then spun off a TV series that I actually love, but for different reasons. And that is Alienation. Um, Wait, no, I was kidding, dude. I'm actually, I actually was going to do that one. Too late now. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, it's, it's actually, it stars James Caan and uh, uh, Mandy Patinkin. And it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of this, ser- this, this movie about um, aliens that are these refugees that come and they'll, they sort of integrate into earth as new inhabitants. Um, it's, it's, Really, at its core, it's kind of race relations, um, uh, kind of a story because the aliens are, you know, nobody on Earth, the humans don't like them, and they're seen as these weird kind of underclass creatures. And um, it was a good movie, and Mandy Patinkin hardly recognizes him in his alien kind of getup. Well, yeah, except for that one part where he says, my name is Inigo Montoya. <laughs> you killed my father. Prepare for die. Other than that part, you totally didn't realize it was him. Other than that, yeah, you know, and he yeah. grows a mustache in that one part. Yeah. Too, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. <laughs> I love Mandy Patinkin. He is a fantastic actor, Criminal Minds, uh, and, and the, the, the new series Homeland. But he was, of course, as you mentioned, in The Princess Bride as Indiana Montoya. But it's a great film, and, and I really like it. James Conn is good in it, and they play cops that are, that are um, paired up together. They're detectives. Uh, that that have to kind of get along and find their way, but it led to a really uh, what I thought was a really good um, TV series uh, of the same name, Alienation. Did you ever see it? Yes, you seen? I watched it when it was on the air. Yeah, and and I used to love it. I mean, it was one that um, oh god, I didn't look it up. What was the name? The guy's name that was the main uh, human cop, uh, curly yeah, hair. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, he's been Mitch in some commercials other? again. Like, Hold on, I'm going to cheat. Just keep talking. Um. Uh, but anyway, he, he, the guy that played the main character, um, I just remember it was uh, his name was Sykes, and I remember that the alien's name was Francisco because they were all taking the aliens were taking like human city names and stuff um, to as their human names. Um, but uh, I remember the detectives, and it was it was a decent uh, uh, series, and it ran for about I guess about a year. And, and they half. did, and then and they did a bunch of um, you know, Gary Graham. Was the uh, actor, uh, and yeah. then Eric Pierpoint was the one who played Francisco. And what, and as I recall, they didn't they do several movies like TV movies that were spinoffs as well, like after that. Yes. Yeah. yeah they, did, they did kind of uh, uh, series, TV movies, but 
Um, it was good. I liked it. I liked the premise. The idea was kind of cool. They were just different enough. They did some weird things. They, um, uh, it was kind of like V, you know, sort of like that thing, but mm. there was no um, undercurrent of evil. It was more just um, how they were kind of integrating into Earth. So it was, it was good. I liked it. So Alienation, uh, 1988 uh, was my pick because of Tom Hanks. Yes, and actually it was uh, apparently Jason and I have been doing this damn podcast for too long together because it was also going to be my pick and... <laughs> And then was actually, he was going to be nice and let me do it. And then I decided to change my mind at the 11th hour, which I never do. It's totally out of character. Bill said, I choose douchebaggery. <laughs> um, but I will say, this is the first time that you and I picked the same movie yeah, for a like without, yeah. same reason, without talking. I mean, we just, yep. that's... That was it. That's 76 episodes in. Mm-hmm. So what is yours now, Mr. I can't make up my mind for the between two minutes? Well... Yeah, there was, there was a lot of choices, okay? <laughs> and I picked this one for a number of reasons, two of which belong to Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, <laughs> get it? Uh, let it sink uh, in. Let it, let, it, let it go. Let it process. Um, lemons. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? I didn't hear you. Nothing. Okay. Yes, I chose Can't Hardly Wait from 1998 because it also starred Kevin Bacon. To see how long it takes for you guys to go, what? No, it didn't. Um, no, actually, the only <laughs> connection it has to Tremors whatsoever is our buddy uh, Jane Jacoby. I believe it's Robert, also known as Bobby, also known as brother of Bud from just one of the guys. He plays one of the um, Caucasian homeboys <laughs> that hang out with special is that credit. Is that what he's listed as? Um, actually, well, he is homeboy number two. Okay, <laughs> and there. Have you ever seen Can't Hardly Wait, Dave? Came out ninety eight. Wait a Ninety eight. Um, it's. You know what? I. It sounds familiar, but I don't. I'm not. Re, I'm not recalling it okay. right now. J- Jason, have you seen it? I have not. Oh, you no, have. Okay. Heard of it. No, I haven't. I, this, I one those, this one of those. This one of those movies that I think a lot of people. And I don't know if it's like a generational thing, and if it is, then it's kind of creepy because it's probably like the generation. Be under me even uh because it came out in the late 90s so it's got a lot of references to that time period but the people who made it were obviously huge john hughes fans okay uh harry elfont and deborah kaplan wrote and directed it. and uh, the commentary they talk all about it. it was meant to be they wanted to make a john hughes type movie for the you know next generation kids and it definitely has that vibe uh, kind of like you know it's a little bit more mad cappy than some of hughes's stuff but it has that same sort of quality that sweetness and you know the, mm-hmm. even, even one of the main characters is this you know kind of spunky redhead i mean they really tried to uh, make it have this hughesian feel oh yeah lauren ambrose she yeah, was yeah. six feet under yeah yeah she's a cute seth green oh yeah seth green's great he plays oh, huh? spe- he plays special k and he's like, baby, you, baby, you know you love my flavor. He's like that, and, uh, oh, and nice. yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is very much the the rich, you know, beautiful girl. That's well, I don't know if she's rich, but she's the popular girl. But she's wanting something more. Like she's all these vapid friends, and the main character is actually played by Ethan Embry. Um, who's been, he was actually, he played Rusty in, I think it was Vegas Vacation, but he's been in a lot of stuff. He was um, in Dutch. Um, oh, God, it's like, I'm, uh, That Thing You Do, which is another one I should have actually used as a pick at one point because I love That Thing You Do, um, the Tom Hanks directed picture. But, yeah, he's sort of the... It's hilarious in Dutch. I love him as, as Ethan Embry. 
Yeah. But he he's sort of the he's the main character who has this huge crush on the Jennifer Love Hewitt character who doesn't know exists. And he wrote her this love letter that he can't give to her. And his best friend is played by Lauren Ambrose, who's this cynical um, like and at the beginning of the movie, they as they graduate from high school. And this is like the last night that they're all going to be together. So it's got a kind of a semi American graffiti kind of vibe to it. Um, it's a fun movie. Like it's it's a movie you wouldn't think going into it. You'd be like, yeah, it's going to be a stupid, vapid you know, teen comedy from the late nineties. No, it is a really, really good movie. So uh, I just enjoy it's like one of those movies that the more you watch it, there's lots of quotable moments. So I recommend it. Can't hardly wait. Yes, I was gonna go alienation, but I figured I'd put a little spin on it and go in a direction nobody uh, would have seen coming. Nice. So yeah, that's great. You know what I looked it up and no, I don't think I have seen it. I I, I know I've heard of it. But I have not seen that. As soon as I looked at the post, I said, well, let me look it up. It might ring a bell. And nope, not ringing anything. No. Except just the name. I know I heard the name before. Yep. Yeah, and it has the most look-alike Tom Cruise actor, other than when Ben Stiller does a Tom Cruise uh, goof. Uh, and that is Peter <laughs> Fascinelli, which you've probably seen it before. But his character, he plays like the douche jock character. That you just hate and just gives all the geeky kids a horrible time. Actually, also, um, Char- uh, Charlie Corsmo from uh, What About Bob? Remember the kid who's obsessed with death? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the geek. Yeah. He's the Anthony Michael Hall of this movie. Oh, okay. And it's great because his his whole thing is he wants revenge on the the jock, which is Mike Dexter. And so he has his, he has his goofy friends, and they are actually using, like, Star Wars figures to plan out their their strategy <laughs> for what they're going to do. And it's great. I mean, it's, it's it's got all the little touches, like the, the two geeks that wait for him the entire movie movie on like a pool house to jump this guy and they're sort of remind me of the john cusack and the um the, the other ones that h- hang out with uh, farmer fred or ted yeah. farmer ted and 16 candles um yeah. so yeah just it's got like all those little touches it's, it's a really well done movie so nice. yeah, but now i might have to actually see this well, I, I have it on dvd I, I, so i'll I, let I, you borrow it yeah. wow cool. all right gents so our buddy dave becker thank you so much for coming on man it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was great being here, and I think we actually did talk a little tremors. In I there, think we, we actually more so than we even usually do. We <laughs> talked about the main movie. <laughs> no, it was great. I, I thank thank you guys for having me on. I always have a blast. Good uh, talking movies with you guys. Well, would you? Always a pleasure. Dude. Would, Definitely would you, our pleasure for sure. Yeah, indeed. And would you uh, like to tell everybody where they can find you? Sure. Uh, come and, on no, over give, to, your, give me your house now and your house number and everything. Address. Yeah. Oh, well, that now that, that's in the that's in the book. <laughs> um, now, yeah, come check me out. DVDfatuation.com. Um, also on the Horror Palace Network, HorrorPalace.com, and the Land of the Creeps podcast. Um, yeah, you know uh, uh, that Twitter well, thing. There you go. You oh yeah, Twitter. Right at uh, DVD Infatuation. Now all you, one word. Well, and you guys really need to follow Dave because let's be honest, we feel bad for him. Because he doesn't have yeah. that many followers, and right. he needs some. <laughs> Guys, throw the guy a bone. You know, there's nothing sadder yeah, than somebody on Twitter who's been on as long as Dave and only have, what is it, like, a gajillion? I mean, no, I, it's I, pathetic, I, I, Dave. It's sad. Yeah, I know. I just sent posts out. Anybody there? Yeah. <laughs> Can anybody tweet me? I'm a really tweet guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't feel bad for you, Mr. Tens of Thousands. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and now the Horror Palace Network, um, are they planning on, on doing a couple of podcasts over there? 
Uh, yeah, that, they that, do. That was, they have. That was, um, that was sarcasm. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? I'm on Land of the Creeps, but we have. Uh, what is it? About eight podcasts yeah, now. Yeah, I something say. like that. Two, three, four, five, about yeah, seven, eight podcasts right now. And of course, um, yours have, is the most awesome one. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I was saying you're supposed that. you're supposed to say yes. It is. <laughs> oh yes, it is. Yes, as a matter of fact, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Um, but we even have something else going on right now. Um, uh, Joe goes by the name of Joe Mummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're making a movie, and they actually have a podcast uh, about the behind releasing. the scenes. I saw that dude. That was a the brilliant, brilliant friggin' idea. Yeah, it really is. It it really is. And, and they he's, the, a, he's they a sharp the, guy. Didn't they have the guy? Didn't they have um, listeners vote on which? Of two movies, which they, type of movie did they did they want to make? Which yeah, one did, did they, they go with? Slasher? Did they or did they want? Uh, oh, I went with the one that didn't win. What's I that? Went, I went with the. I wanted to see the slasher as opposed to the found footage. Oh, okay. Uh, they went with found footage. Yeah, that that. Well, they let the fans vote, yeah. and the fans got to choose. And uh, I was under the impression maybe the found footage was starting to peter out a little bit. You know, after the after about two hundred of them, but. Uh, <laughs> No, it, it, I guess not. not. I guess I guess they still want to see them, and uh, every now and again a good one will pop up. But um, you know, and I know this one will be a good one because these guys are real talented, and I'm looking forward to seeing That's it. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Cool. That's awesome. Yep. All right, so Jay, would you like to hit us with some knowledge? Yes, yes, yes. You can check us out uh, as if you haven't listened. Got enough of us over the past hour and God knows how many minutes. Um, but you can catch more of us. We are on Facebook, Forgotten Flicks. You can find us there. We also have a group page. So if you want to enhance your shenanigans and uh, contribute to our delinquency, uh, you can uh, go to the group page for Forgotten Flicks podcast. We're also at ForgottenFlicks.com. That's Flicks with an X. And both uh, Joel and myself are on Twitter. He is at Forgotten Flicks. I am at Flicks Sidekick. Uh, and if you don't want to just enhance us by using the Facebook page, just always think about trying to, I don't know, help us get better penetration with our elephant gun. Yes, please. <laughs> and, and by all means, uh, go to iTunes and check us out. Uh, give us a rate. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Subscribe. Um, it's free. Hey, we give it away. Yeah. Because we, because you, yeah, you'd probably <laughs> want us to pay you to take it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the city coming to take a really nasty couch off your front yard, you know? <laughs> uh, they charge you. I know. Bastards. <laughs> so is that uh, everything? Did you, oh, yeah. yeah cause, did you mention ForgottenFlix.com? Yes. Okay, I wasn't really listening. Um, <laughs> I, I never do. <laughs> so, guys, any final words? Any words Bill of wisdom? Have eggs that go all the way up. Was I supposed to hit the, the out button on that one? Really? <laughs> I think my elephant gun would have been better to, to go you out. blew the water early. I, I know. Damn it. <sighs> All right. So go play with your worm. I'll go play with my worm and um, try not to shoot blanks. <laughs>